All right, everybody. Jason and Jared here, best soccer show, and it's uh, it's it's the holiday season, Jared. It's like you know, Christmas times. There's lights all over the place in my hood. It's getting it's getting pretty thick on the ground, and we're only a week into December. And I don't know about you, but what was in your stocking almost every year growing up as a kid from your parents? Oh man, I you know my my parents actually ranged into like the, there was a lot of candy. We would get the candy element. There would be when you got into the teenage years. Maybe some smell good. You might get some smell good in your stocking. Yeah, I got some smell good. I got some taste good. Yeah, and I, I also got some like feel good. Some feel some feel good like some uh like some underwear, right? Some some stuff to wear. And always had underwear. Like it, it it was a really odd thing the first time. And I I, I didn't know this was going to happen, but one time as an a fairly adult, like maybe 19, 20, maybe even like 18, a girlfriend got me underwear as a gift and my wow. mom was like that was her territory <laughs> she was so it wasn't she wasn't offended because it was all you know it was not in that general genital area she i was, mean possibly that as okay, well okay. but it was like not only was she taking over something that was hers it yeah. was an area yeah. that was definitely not let, the other let, girls let me tell you something okay i i don't know maybe when i was in a teenager maybe i didn't care i do remember the transition from from briefs to boxers that was a big thing when i was a kid yeah Totally. Uh, and that happened right around 18 for me. Okay. Well, it might have happened earlier for me. You were holding on to those briefs for a long time, buddy. But briefs are back. My mom They're, was buying them. Uh, uh, wow. Okay. There, there's a lot to unpack there. I'm not going to go into it. But I will say, there is a lot of as I have gotten there. older, I'm in my mid-30s now. You're a little bit older than me. You're about the same. You know, we're in the same. I, I'm starting to value the, the, the comfort level. I'm starting to value the feel, right? So when I was like 20 or 25, I'll go out and buy... You know, the three dollar food for the looms, like, you know, nine bucks for a three pack or whatever. I think it's time to graduate once you hit your 30s. And really, if you're in your 20s, be sophisticated. Go ahead and graduate. And we got something for them, right? Yeah, we got something. We got someone that's uh, going to be doing some business with the best soccer show here through the holiday season, and they're willing to extend a little bit of offer to our friends. And those are the folks at Mac Weldon, fine purveyors of undergarments for men, such as underwear, socks. They have some T-shirts as well, hoodies, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're going to be uh, offering twenty percent to our listeners using the promo code Best if they go to MacWeldon.com. Yeah, maybe- and it's kind of interesting that this is, comes up because. You and some of the listeners, I think I've covered this on the show before. I'm in an interesting position on this one because, like you said, I'm at a time in my life where I should start appreciating finer things, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yet I have been brief-free since around 2003. Okay, this is a long time. I I think, look... I get that it's that it's that it's kind of that it kind of has a sexy feel to it to to go commando out into the world. But come on, Jared. Come on, no, man. No, hey, listen, I, I'm at, here's the thing. I went brief free before the invention of the boxer brief. Okay. I mean, I went it's brief time to as come a back. young man it's time to, to come boxers back. as an adult, and it was yeah. just way too bunchy for me. Okay. This is where I'm and at. I've never, honestly, I've never put on a pair of boxer briefs in my life. Okay. I, here, I, I, this is, I'm a, I'm a perfect guy to talk to about this. I, I don't like boxers anymore. I don't like the drapey boxer feel. I need, that tightness. I need that. I need stuff. I need my junk to be held. I need it to be comforted. I need it to be. I, I need a warm, bosomy feel. And that's what the boxer brief does. And wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that if I go to MacWeldon.com and spend twenty percent off by using the, be- the promo code Best, yeah, I'll get a bosom-like feel. Well, on my area? I'm just saying, if you ever wonder what it would be like to have your boys 
hell, caressed by some quality fabric, I think MacWeldon.com is where you need to go. That's all I'm going to well, say. Interesting that you say that because not only is it just comforty fabric, it's antimicrobial, which means it eliminates <laughs> odor and keeps my junk kind of clean. Is that it almost does. like I have a wet wipe on me at all times? No, not, not like that. It, it, it's going to, I, I don't think it's a wet, it's certainly not a wet feel. It's a, it's a dry feel. It's a oh, good, no, I mean, nice, I mean, just like dry, I'll have that, that fresh feel. feel. Yeah. I think it, I think it's, I think that's what it's going to be. And I think people need to go check this out. Mac Weldon. Mac is spelled M-A-C-K. MacWeldon.com. Uh, promo code BASS. Get you 20% off. All right? Go do that. Holiday so, season. It, they, it's a new generation's opportunity to stock the stuffings of their children with a finer product than what we were given as okay. a child. I'm going to fix that for you. Stuff the stockings, not, st- not st- stock the stuffings or whatever you just said. Did I say that? Yeah, yeah, you did. Let's go. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the Big Soccer Show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go. Best soccer show. Backheel.com. Jason Davis and Jared Dubois. Again in the dark. Always in the dark. You and me, it's like it's like it's like we're the, the ugly stepsister that they don't want to let out. We're better looking this way, to be honest. Uh, well, I mean, speak for yourself, man. I I'm I'm getting into that. We've talked about this before. I'm getting into that. You're that, hitting some kind of prime that I don't understand. Okay, yeah, I mean it's 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 a confidence thing. It is really, it's about confidence. But I also think that I have Started to age very nicely in the maybe not in the Clooney area, but you know I could be a Clooney adjacent. You know, oh, it must be the power of boxer breeze. <laughs> we are uh, not live. We are on. Uh, we are recording a best soccer show episode. We'll see if we get any phone calls in. We're gonna put the number out on Twitter, Jared. I, I I would love to hear from some Timbers fans today. And I and I put out that you know obviously we're gonna talk Timbers today. They won the MLS Cup final. Congratulations, uh-huh. Portland Timbers. Bravo. Well done, Caleb Porter and and the crew getting it done. Or sorry, Caleb Porter and the squad in, in a good yet weird fashion. Yeah, sure, in a good but, but weird fashion. But before well, you actually, the game, in Portland they stay maybe made the MLS Cup stay always weird. weird. Yeah, always stay weird. Uh, they they showed up in massive numbers to welcome that team back in Portland today because I said, Impressive. hey. You know, give us a call. He said, oh, we're a little busy, and I got a picture uh, tweeted at me by whoop by Suva. Well, Suva Gian S U V A G I A N on Twitter. You said of of the bus pulling up and just uh, a sea of Timbers fans can uh, there to welcome this team back to the Rose City with an MLS Cup title uh, in tow. And and again. We didn't think this, this was a title team three months ago, Jared. We didn't think this was a title team two months ago. About a month ago, they they turned it on. They hit high gear. Maybe it was a little bit later, uh, earlier than that. But at least in terms of the playoffs, they found their groove. And, and, and they rode it all the way. Yeah, and it, t- it tends to be the theme with MLS more years than not. That team that gets hot down the stretch team tends to be the one that makes the impressive push towards the cup. And Portland's no different than that. I think uh, coming out of last year... I think people forget Caleb's job. Caleb Porter's job was kind of in question at the end of last season. It was a poor season yeah. for for Portland, and uh, they made a couple uh, acquisitions. And a few of the acquisitions they had already made finally started by paying off this year. Fernando Adi. Um, I, I would even say um, 
Uh, Valeri, who had a poor season last year, mostly due to injury, has a great comeback season this year. Um, more than anything else, so the addition of Nat Borchers is probably the thing that made their season. Is that safe to say, you think? Yeah, I mean, the, it's solidifying their defensive situation, because last year they were a mess defensively, and they kept scrambling Absolutely. for a solution. Paul Mudaka came through. I, I'm remembering who was Paparato. the... Uh, well, Paparato came in and really didn't impress anybody. They kept him for this year. They they went through. There's a I want to say there's a former Arsenal defender who came in and had a absolute disaster from the beginning, and I can't remember who that was. Well, now. remember they had uh, what's his name that was at Manchester United for a that's time. That's who I'm that. talking about. That's who I'm talking about. Who was that? It started with a W. That's all I remember. Okay. Well, we can't remember because he's not there now because they've moved on. They went with the tried and true MLS veteran Nab Borchers, a guy who played in Europe briefly, uh, and 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 Liam Ridgewell, uh, you know a solid middle of the road English defender, and they those two guys got it done together. I mean, yeah. I, you think about it, Portland Timbers have hugely benefited from the fact that RSL didn't qualify for the CCL two years ago. I mean, in, because of that, uh, that because of RSL's inability to stay in the Champions League two years ago, Will Johnson fell in their lap. Yeah, Nat Borchers fell in their lap. I mean, those are two big additions. And while Will Johnson wasn't on the field much this year, that's a locker room guy, and you know he is, and you know he's a leader wherever he's at in the club, whether he's showing up on crutches. Or he's in the locker room dressed but not playing. That's a huge influence, that guy. And Nat Borges, I mean, his performance this year has, has spoken for itself. And I think down the, most of the season, Liam Widrell got rightfully so most of the pub. But down the stretch, it's been Nat Borchers. He is throwing himself in front of every shot. I mean, he is positioned fantastic. He's scoring goals when the team needed big goals. And while I think that he may not have been the MVP on the night. I still think that that should have gone to uh, El Sueño uh, or uh, Villafana. I think um, he was kind of robbed, but it's kind of hard to give it to a guy in a man bun. I think he was probably the best guy on the night for Portland. But <laughs> overall, this team Jeez. is fun to watch, yeah. well coached, and they just play balls to the wall for 90 minutes. Damn, dog, that's inappropriate. Well, what are you hating on uh, Viafania's uh, man bun? What, what's uh, that, that, that thing hates on itself. Okay, what's, which is worse for you? Uh, Jerry Dubois. Jerry Dubois, non-man bun, mostly clean-shaven, and maybe we'll come to this in a second. Mostly clean, uh, uh, super baby soft. Which one is worse for you? Viafania's man bun or Nat mm-hmm. Borcher's rat-infested thing he wears on his face? Oh, the, the man <laughs> bun is 100% worse. And here's why. That thing that Nat Borchers is living, the thing that's living on his chin (laughs) is so damn impressive. Because here's the thing. Any hipster with half a testosterone can grow a man bun. I can't do what Nat Borchers okay, does. Right, right. Okay. I could, I could, I, you know, right now I got more growth on my chin than I probably have down below, and that's unusual for me. But even this, I could grow this for two years, and I couldn't get what he has. <laughs> yes. No. From from that perspective, it is mildly impressive. And, and let's just stop here and just recognize. I got on. The, so we're we're obviously not live tonight. We're not pumping this out via YouTube like we would love to do. Man, we would love to get back to that one day. We'll see what yeah. happens. Um, but for whatever reason, Jared went ahead and popped on his camera, which we normally mm-hmm. are able to see each other. I, I didn't turn mine on. I'm, I'm, you know, you know what it looked like. And I notice that there's some stuff. There's some dirt or something. There's some, something. There's something hanging out on your chin and on your upper lip. And it's like, wait a second. It, it, it happened how all real beards should happen in that I didn't need an occasion. I didn't okay. need a social movement 
I just got lazy and didn't shave for a few days, and then it started going, and now I'm at the point where it's like, uh, either I'm going to make this happen, or i got to cut it at this point. Man, see, I would love to see. I mean, I don't think it's going to be anything, like, scary. I, I just, I would love to see what the, what the, Jer- you said your dad used to rock the mustache, right? Bro- broom, like, the t- top of a broom okay, mustache. So he was, he was, where, he was rocking that walrusy, like, brushy look. I'm talking Sam Elliott light. Okay, Sam Elliott, st- very straight. Mustache hair? Is that what we're saying here? Cause, cause, you know, mine's pretty straight, but I don't know if I can go brushy. Like, I don't know if I can, cause I don't, I, here's my problem with that area. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's a pretty classic stash right there. All right. Yeah, I just, just showed Jason a picture of my, my issue, stash. my issue is that my upper lip is, is pretty small, so I don't have that distance. Like, you need Ugh. to, you, Sam Elliott, the reason Sam Elliott's stash works is because the distance between the bottom of his nose and the top of his mouth is big enough. To give you that real good. Not just that, but I have this problem where the start of my stash has a gap to where the nose ends. Like Sam Elliott's, his may be half nose hair. Right. I see. Like it it comes all the way up to the nostrils. (laughs) Yeah. Where mine is almost naturally Errol Flynn like in a bad way. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you imagine Carrie Elwes in Princess Bride, but kind of patchy and red. Uh, Jared rocking the beard. De- definitely not hitting Matt Nabortcher's, uh, quality anytime soon. All right. No. So, you, you know, they, again, the Timbers got this done. They got this done in seven minutes, Jared. Now, they, they managed to play well throughout the rest of the game. They kept Columbus from really threatening their net. They gave up one goal. Quarcy didn't have to make a save. And, and, and so you give he them. He should, he should have made a, a catch on a, on a ball, though. Okay. Well, you give them full credit for the way that they played out that match, but really they got it done. In those first seven minutes, and it, those two moments are, are incredibly interesting to me in, in different ways. First, Steve Clark. I mean, damn Steve Clark. I love me some Steve Clark. I think he's a fantastic keeper, but man, that is a, a gaffe, and he never once looked like he was even thought he was in trouble. Yeah, I don't he know. cool on the ball all the way as it rolls into his own net. Yeah. You know, at some point, you should think you, you should be panicking a little bit. He I, never I, seemed, and I, I mean, I almost sound like it's a compliment, but it's not. Like at some point, he should have realized he was in trouble. I don't think he ever thought he was in trouble. Yeah, and it's so yeah. weird. But credit Diego Valeri for pressuring. And I'll say this: one of those teams looked like they were ready, yeah, to start MLS Cup, and yeah. one of them did not because that I don't know if the goal did it or just Columbus in general. It took them about a good ten minutes. To realize they were playing an MLS Cup. Yeah, you know, this is, this is not, I and mean, this is obviously retrospective analysis, results based analysis to look at that. And while we all picked, a lot of people picked Columbus to win because they were at home. I've had somebody tell me, well, maybe, maybe the nerves hit, hit, set in. I mean, that, that place was packed. They don't really pack that place out that much. There were Timbers fans who were making a lot of noise. The Nordeca is filled. It was a big moment for Columbus and maybe Columbus just froze. That there. may have been, I know we got a call on the line. That may have been the most impressive MLS Cup atmosphere I've ever seen in a final. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, it's, what it's Portland, the traveling support did, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Robert in LA, you're on the air. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jared. Good to have you back. Uh, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. Was that a while ago? That was a while ago. <laughs> I smoked a turkey, man. Yeah. Well, you haven't been on since then. Oh, we haven't been on since Thanksgiving? Yeah, okay. Well, I'd, well, the, to, to be fair, there was a couple of shows that didn't get out. <laughs> well, the, not the main shows. I don't yeah, remember last bonus time. Shows you guys I don't remember missed. last we're main show. Out for you. Stop giving us crap and tell us what you want to talk about, Robert. Uh, okay. Uh, 
Real fast, I want to say one more thing uh, before that, uh, before I get to my sorry question. You guys missed the big story uh, in your last show. Uh, Jon Snow is coming back to Game of Thrones, and Jason, you said that if he wasn't coming back, you were going to stop watching. Okay, wh- what show did we talk about this, Jerry? Because we talked about this. Oh, we probably did it right at the end of last season because, I mean, we must no, no, have no, had no, a no, show no, no. that recently, next day. Recently, you, told, you asked me if I had seen Oh, I did say that there was a, a preview out where they had kind of Jon Snow's eye and like, like, like looking at him and yeah, like he yeah. was Jared, possibly... Jared told me that this was happening. I, I don't know when that show was and why no one... Why you haven't heard it, Robert, but we discussed this briefly and if that's happening, then I'm all in. Uh, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. You would have been in either way. I know, I know. I totally would. I, I'm not going to lie. I but, I mean, is this the season where they're now writing stuff that's not in the books? Yeah, I think they're past the book. Uh, they moved past the books, or, or it's going to take uh, Martin a lot of time to catch up or something. I don't know. Robert, do you know? No, I don't know. I, I, I'm just excited you do. But that's all. Uh, I do want now get to the, my soccer question. Uh, do you, I, I don't know if you guys talked about this, but it's the new uh, MLS rule that if you if you get called up to the MLS All-Star game and you like, pull out, you have to miss uh, a league game. Yeah, Jerry, did you catch this? This came out of the board of the gov- uh, board of I'm governors. I'm sorry, say meeting. that again. All right, so on the, the at the board of governors meeting on Saturday, they they made a lot of pronouncements, and we're going to go over some of them probably later in the show. But one of them is if you if you skip the All Star game, okay, you cannot play in the next league game, despite injury. They're basically saying it's basically a de facto suspension if you're injured. You can't play in the next game. It doesn't matter. So it's basically the arena rule. Uh, what's a, why, why, why arena? Because he holds out Landon Donovan. He holds yeah, out Robbie sure, Keane. Sure, sure. uh, wherever he's got on that thing, he usually makes it sound like they have an injury and they don't go. I, I guess. I guess it's an arena rule. I guess. Well, I think that's, that's really, really... It, it, first of all, it's punitive. Is it? And so, yeah. I mean, how is it not punishment? If, for, if you, you're telling me that if a guy... For example, uh, let's go back to a few weeks, a few months ago. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos gets hurt, I think, up in Seattle right before the Mexico game. Yeah, that's true. Okay? Yeah. He leaves the game early. Yeah. Okay, he doesn't play in the Mexico game, but he is ready to play the f- next weekend. Do you really think he didn't want to go play for Mexico on the midweek game? It was just too much to ask of what he, in whatever knock he had, and he was able to be ready by the following weekend. Those injuries happen. How are you going to make a guy sit because he didn't want to risk his health. Because it's an important game that shows showcases the league's best talents against a high profile. But I don't care. I don't. I, I mean, I think the whole thing's stupid. I think it's time to scrap the All Star game. But how about I, this? I guess they're, about, they're, they're. If you get red carded in a game before, do you get to, do you have to sit out the All Star game? Oh man, you what? I wonder how many players would be like, "Damn it, I don't want to play in that stupid All Star game." Let me get red carded. That means I'm missing the next league match anyway. Then you'll really see how much the league prioritizes the All-Star game. Uh, because, I mean, that's like, the, it, it, you know, you can die. Because if you don't miss the game, Jason, you're acknowledging it's an exhibition that doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so how can you punish, how can you punish the regular season for things that happen in, that's like saying you get a red card in a friendly you're going to sit out an MLS game. I mean, the two things have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, I know, but they're trying to prevent players from dodging the All Star game. That's what it is. Oh God! I mean, listen, I haven't been a hater of the All Star game. I kind of like it, but this is going to really turn me. 
I hate this. I hate the All-Star Game already. I, I think it's stupid. I really do. I mean, I get it from the, the marketing aspects. I just don't think it has a t- enough value there anymore, and I think it's a waste of time. And it's a br- it, it fills up a spot where the league needs to be taking advantage. Like The league needs to be doing everything it can to avoid the international uh, windows, and they're not doing that. And Garber, this uh, past week, in all of his interviews, basically said, um, he basically put blame for the league's problems in that area on the schedule, not on the league. Like it was like the league's doing the right thing by playing through international breaks. It's that stupid international schedule. And yeah, there are some problems with it. Don't oh, is this wrong. when he was talking about the World League Association, where all the oh, worlds, the teams, or our leagues are getting together to try to put f- influence on FIFA and their uh, scheduling? I, I don't know if that was part of it. This is from uh, Grant Wall's interview. Robert, you got anything? No, I, else I watched the one with Landon Donovan, and he talked about that. Oh, I didn't see that one. I didn't watch that. Let Robert, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say one more thing real fast. Uh, actually, uh, two real quick. Uh, they are taking a break during the Copa America for about three weeks. And also, one more thing. Can we stop giving two the weeks. MLS Cup to the owner first and just give it to the team first? I just, I don't know, yeah. just something I... I, I no, 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 no. Come on Robert. now. That's like saying that the father doesn't get the first dance. I mean, uh, people don't like people don't like owners. They don't like the money guys. Yeah, but I mean, they, they, it's theirs. I'm I I I'm not arguing. I don't have a I don't have a stance on this issue. I I think it's sort of weird, but I don't have a stance on this issue. By the way, the it, break the 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 break for Copa Fantastico is two weeks. It's actually only twelve days, June second to June fourteenth. So I mean, that's what the per MLSsoccer.com's write up on all of this stuff. Four one nine. You're on the air. What's going on, Jason and Jared? It's Nick from Toledo. Hey, Nick from Tol- Nick with the pipes and the equipment. That's why he sounds so wonderful. <laughs> Nick, What's up, I Ohio? In, I am in my studio. It's amazing how technology works, Jared. Yeah, it is. It's a technology, a fantastic thing. Nick, what's on your mind? Uh, a couple things. For one, I I don't particularly have a favorite MLS team, uh, but if there is any team that I I tend to enjoy watching, it is the Portland Timbers because of their. Uh, their their stadium atmosphere. So I was kind of pumped to to see them win the, the cup over the weekend. He says I also, from agree, Ohio. I also agree with the wow. last caller though about the the owner lifting the trophy. Don't lift the trophy. Okay, accept the trophy, but hand it to your hand team it to let them lift yeah, the trophy. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 owner should take the the trophy from Garber. And I actually didn't watch the, the trophy presentation this time around. He should take it from Garber, turn it immediately to the captain of the team, and hand him the trophy. That should it should be a a pass through situation. Exactly. Instead, he lifted it, and I, I, I thought that was very awkward. Well, look, and, and, but here's the, here's the thing, though. Different uh, owners are not made equal. So if uh, if Phil Anschutz ever showed up, and I don't think he ever has, he right? has showed up for everyone. Oh, he was there last he's year. He's always on the stage, and he just hands it off because he doesn't. He, he okay, so me. he did exactly what I would. What? And here's the thing: Anschutz is a background owner. He's a yeah. he's a he sits there at home in his compound. But Merritt Paulson is that's not what I'm that. saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what the point I'm going to make. Barrett Paulson is there every day, involved, making phone calls on behalf of the team, whether it's for stuff to do with the stadium or the community here, here, or, or the academy you, or, or players. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. If this was the Dallas Mavericks winning a championship, would Mark Cuban hold up the trophy first? Yes, absolutely, 100%. And that is why Merritt Paulson holds it. He is the closest yes. thing we have, maybe right. Rob Heinemann as well, to that kind of new breed owner that yeah. I like. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the fact that those guys are good for the league. Those active, we care about the sport and we're involved. And, and look, they, they, sometimes they get in the way of their own teams. But d- d- Don't get it wrong. Her, Mer, uh, Merritt Paulson maybe didn't sweat for this team, but he worked for this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely, 100%. Okay, so so we're going to make a distinction. If you're Phil Anschutz, if you're Bob Kraft, don't let me ever see the Revolution win a trophy and Bob Kraft hold that thing over his head. (laughs) Never, never. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of guys that that fall into that category that you wouldn't want to see them involved in the trophy presentation. What would Bob Kraft drink out of the trophy? Uh, Bob Kraft would drink... Daniel Adams. You think? Okay, all right. Yeah, Has he probably. got ownership stake in that? Maybe I don't know. Probably does. Yeah, he probably does. He, like winter lager or something. I mean, he wouldn't just go with straight Boston lager, <laughs> now, right? Now, uh, how much hops is in whatever Portland Timbers drink out of that? Oh my god! <laughs> like, like it's it smells like a bouquet right now. Like the whole thing smells like like flowers. you're not allowed to put a a big beer, uh, no. like a big Anheuser Busch beer. Into Are that you kidding thing me? Portland Timbers. No, what's right? the what's the big what's the big uh, the the big micro brewery the the big craft brewery? Well, Pliny the Elder. That's a big one. That uh, well, it's not. That's in California actually, but that's a big West Coast like like mystique uh, micro brewery. I don't know anything up in Portland. I don't know. But I, I'm I can sure tell Portland's you, got a I can tell you a winery. Craft. Uh, see, uh, I'm looking Portland area because see I mean, this is where Trevor's. This is where Trevor actually helps the show. I know, right? If he was if he was if he was on the the show. Producing the he would show. have ten beers for us right now from the us. Portland area. He could be like, "Well, you know, there's this, and it's okay, but really, you should be trying this one that nobody's talking yeah, about." Everyone's yet. drinking this, but yeah. that, that's old. That yeah. was last week. This yeah. is the new one. I mean, I'm looking at a list here, and it's it's deep. I mean, it's really. De- I don't know. I don't know any. Of we these. should be able to play a game of microbrewery or. Oh, like, what what else oh my could God. these things be? Okay, here's what I do know: Widmer Brothers. That's a big one out of Portland. Maybe it would be Widmer Brothers. Yeah, now see if I had no idea, and I know Woodward Brothers is, but if you told me that or a wrestling team, like a tag team. Yeah, but see that the thing you can't we have to find a way. We have to find something that that Rogue. I've heard of Rogue as well. Yeah, we Rogue to, is really big. We have to come up with uh we have to come up with something that's that's equivalent. I mean it could be we could be we could be we could have this for every MLS city in some way. We gotta come up this this is a good idea, Jared. This is a game we gotta write this down because we'll forget. We're terrible. Man, I have so many ideas I don't remember. Yeah, I know. All right, uh, Nick, what else you got? Uh two two things real quick. One, I'm looking forward to Manchester United losing tomorrow in the Champions League so that LBG can go. And last but not least, wow. uh FC Cincinnati announced their first eleven players today. Pretty psyched about that, and yeah. uh, looking forward to them kicking off this spring. Well, I, look, I know you got a good pickup there too. Uh, Kenny Walker is uh, is a Cincinnati. FC I Cincinnati love player. me some Kenny Walker, man. You got yeah. a good, good player the, right there. I, I know you're a Cincinnati guy in terms of sports, Nick, but you live in Toledo. What's that drive, and are you able to make it down? Two and a half hours, and I'm a season ticket holder already. Wow, there you go. That's commitment to American soccer. I love that stuff, uh, Nick. Yeah. Appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. You guys rock. Thanks. All right, there goes uh, Nick in Toledo. Let's go to 301. You're on the air. Hey, it's Amir from D.C. Amir from D.C. How you doing, my friend? Oh, there's it's, a shed uh, of light upon you. Uh, Amir, uh, Lamar Nagel, how you feeling? Exactly. I was about to ask you about that. Um, see, I don't think I think he's just as good as Pontius because I'm thinking of it as basically letting go Pontius and replacing with Nagel. He's just as good, but he's not as injury prone as Pontius. And he's got to save you what fifty thousand dollars on the salary oh, 50, cap at least probably a hundred. I mean, probably maybe one fifty. I, I mean, uh, let me see. Let me. Yeah, Pontius can... resigned when there was rumors of him going to West Ham for a pretty good number after he had that good couple seasons, right? Okay, so the latest the latest salary dump came out on September fifteenth. Let me just uh, pull that up here from uh, 
the old MLS Players Union and website. If I recall correctly, I think Lamar Nagel was on his initial contract. I All don't right, know that he's me, re-signed since his oh, initial. Oh, no, no, no. He's, I think he's on his He's probably on his second. Give me an idea what you think Lamar Nagel makes, Jared. Duval. I'm going to think Lamar Nagel is $80,000 a uh, year. Okay, Amir, Amir, you give me, we'll do prices right, rules, uh, closest without going over. Jared says eighty grand. What do you say, Amir? I'd say sixty-five. Sixty. Wow, you guys are really lowballing, my man. More <laughs> well, like I said, I thought he was on his initial contract. Okay, no, he made he made a buck sixty-five this past wow. year. Okay. okay, yeah, then he definitely had a contract with no, negotiations. No. Uh, Amir, you <laughs> might already know what Pontius is on. Jared, you go ahead and, and I'm going to say two twenty-five for Pontius. Two twenty-five for Pontius, Amir. Do you do you know? Uh, I don't. Okay, I guess. think I'm saying around that 202, like two, probably 210. Okay, so you're, but you didn't give it, well, that's terrible bidding in the price is right game, but whatever. You, you're both, uh, you're both pretty far off. Jared wins $365,000. He's technically, they must be using Tam to buy him down then, because he's uh, over the designated uh, I think player. The, the, the limit is, I thought the limit was a, a, in the fours, the early oh, I thought it was fours. 350, I'm sorry. I don't know, it's 396 guaranteed. I, I never get, uh, there's base and guaranteed and I, whatever. Who, so okay. it is a cool 100 grand then. Yeah, I would say it's how, it's, yeah, it's, it's 50% of, of Chris Pontius is, is how much Lauren, Lauren Eagle costs. Yeah, point. you're going to get probably 50% more games. Now, and here's, here's, um, you just, we, Amir, we'll, we'll talk about Nagel here for in a second, what the, what DC United might look like, but the other, the other move that's uh, related to this, because Pontius obviously went to, to Philadelphia, Philly traded Christian Maidana and Andrew Wenger to, to Houston for Tam. What are they the, using that for? Are they using that on to Pontius? Pay Pontius? I mean, is that what you want to do? Pay 28 year old, kind of busted up Chris Pontius who's making 396? You want to well, you got to think Madonna's salary had to be pretty decent, and Wenger's had to be pretty decent too, because he was a number one overall draft pick. So I, they, I'm sure they cleared enough uh, space for Pontius with just that. So they're probably looking to to pick up another player. Christian Madonna, Christian Madonna in the low twos. Uh, again, this is you know take these numbers with a grain of salt. Everybody says they're not completely accurate, but this is the best we've got. So Christian Madonna. In the low twos, and uh, let me see if I can find uh, Andrew Winger very quickly, just to to give a well, yeah, in, in actually one eighty base, two eighty two guaranteed, and as you said, Jerry, yeah, so they've already they've already paid for Chris Pontius, so either they're looking to bring someone in, or they may be looking to make one of their existing players high enough that it, uh, it would be in the DP range, but to buy it down below a DP spot being yep. necessary. Yep. So I'm not sure who on their team may justify for that. I don't really think of anyone on top of my head. That would justify three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. That's currently not on it, but more likely than not, they're probably looking to uh, to position themselves for another. By player the way, uh, on the market, uh, who is the foremost MLS capologist? Who is that guy? I'm not talking about like works for in the a league team. or Rick no, 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 I think Bezbachenko is probably that guy in Toronto. There's a couple other guys floating around who have that rep as being MLS capologist type guys. But well, I mean, you, you, it's 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 obviously Garth Lagerway. Okay, how about in the in the Non MLS employed area. How, who's the who's the the journalist or the writer working uh, it's, out there? It's Tannenwald. You think it's Tannenwald? He's on these these salaries every day. Josh, Steve Goff has been on these for decades. Okay. But but that like, that's, he was what that's used to make these. No, when the, before no. the Republic. No, I look. I I love Tannenwald. I respect the hell out of Goff. I like Grant Wall, but none of them are capologists in the sense that they're not sitting down crunching. Now, of course, we have limited information, which which makes that a very difficult prospect. But I'm talking about the guy who knows 
you know, how this team can fit this player under this part of the cap. And Nobody oh, knows that. Okay. All right. Maybe nobody does. Maybe you're right. Maybe nobody does. It's, it's like the Wizard of Oz. It's all behind a curtain. It is pretty much all behind a curtain. And this Tam thing is going to blow up the deal. And the free Pay agent- no attention to the salary cap dump online. Yeah. And the free agent thing is going to blow up. Uh, the You know, it's going to make the league a little bit more interesting, a little bit more neat. You want the, the free agent list? Well, Amir, we'll get to you in a second. I'm sorry. But you want the free agent list? 20- yeah, for sure, because I'm sure there's some definitely some guys that are going to get picked up out there. 26 eligible free agents. Your goalkeeping core. John Bush, Troy Perkins, Kyle Rainish, Andrew Weber. Weber. Uh, out of that, who's the number one? Uh, I mean, I think Bush has still got some. I use. think John Bush might be as well. But Perkins yeah. isn't terrible. Perkins is still good. He can still, I mean, he can still get a job done in a spot start. Uh, your defenders, Corey Ash, Bobby Burling, Ty Harden, Michael Harrington, Stephen Keel, Drew Moore, and James Riley. So three, four Colorado Rapids. James Riley's still doing it? Four, yeah, he was a Rapid. Four Colorado Rapids on that list. Uh, Harden, who once quit and came back. Yeah, I'm Bobby not sure Burling. If there is any jewel in the rough there in any of those. No, Bobby Burling is the replacement level MLS defender. I like Keel, but he was injured for a good portion of, I think, a season ago, so I'm not sure how he's playing now. Yeah. Uh, Eric, uh, so your midfielders, Eric Avila, Brian Carroll, uh, who probably, I think I heard is coming back, but he's on this list. Ricardo Clark, Ned Grabovoy, Nick Labraca, Man, Nick Labraca, Jeff Laurentowitz, Justin Mapp, Pablo Nagamora, Paulo Nagamora, excuse me, and Nathan Sturgis. There's some good talent there. I mean, I would, I would snatch up Eric Avila with a quickness. Okay. There's I, I some... think, I think that's a guy you don't have to get for very expensive. He's yeah. young. He's got like, a future in front of him. I think he played well in, uh, Orlando last season. And I liked him when I saw him playing right back uh, down the stretch. So I, I think that's definitely a guy I would get. All the other guys, I mean, you're taking Matt. risks on age. Yeah, but not I tell, all the other guys, but the majority of those. Here's the thing about the free agent rule in MLS: these guys are not going out to get paid. That's not that's not how this works. That's not this. You know, in in the NFL and NBA, Major League Baseball, guys come become free agents and they go get paid. Paid. Yeah. These guys are. How trying much, to play yeah how much can i get can you pay me enough to live on and then before i decide to quit because well, in the forward crop right here though i think there is a jewel to be had okay hold on the it's Ch- there's chad barrett edson buttle connor casey kenny cooper alan gordon mike mcgee who do you think alan. is the jewel there alan gordon baby oh my god oh, look. you're telling me that the, that there is a there's not half the teams in this league could use alan gordon yeah in some capacity he could how much can you how much are you gonna pay him Amir, how much are you gonna pay Alan Gordon? Uh three sixty nine grand. <laughs> three hundred and sixty nine. Right. I think Alan Gordon's probably on two fifty right now. Yeah. No, Alan wait, Gordon wait. is a value at a one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's first of all, he's playing well. His he was valuable to his team, and he brings an intensity that a lot of guys just don't have on their roster. Yeah, I, Chad I just, Barrett I, might be second among that crop right there, but if I'm going to choose between Alan Gordon or Chad Barrett, I'm taking Alan Gordon. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think. I think Justin Mapp will have some interest. I think Rico Clark will still have some interest. Uh, for sure. I think, for sure. I think Corey Ash is useful on some level. I'm not sure what what value uh, in, the, in the keepers. I mean, Bush. I may even want Ricardo Clark on LA Galaxy instead of Steven Gerrard. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, I don't know. Jay Rodius. I don't know about that. If I get the Gerrard from this Damn, year. Damn, dog. Inappropriate. At least, at least Ricardo Clarkson understands he's going to have to play. He's going to have to fly to games, and it's going to be hot. <laughs> Amir, all right. So, uh, Nolmar Nagel, the first, uh, the the first new piece to this team for 2016. What else are you hoping for 
as the the uh, the off season uh, unfolds. Uh, I'm interested to see uh, if we start off with Boswell and like how we transition away from him. Because at the end of last season, he was just atrocious. Okay, well, yeah, look. is Opari ready? Yeah, I don't know that Opari is exactly. a, I day think day a replacement. guy. Yeah, you need a replacement for... Well, I don't know if you heard, Amir, but Bobby Burling's available. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Jeff Lorenowitz played some center back in Chicago. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm never a fan of that, though. Don't get me wrong. Your distribution of the back is far greater with him back there, but is he the guy you want going up for a 50-50 ball? No. I, I don't no, know. I, look, they're going to have to go outside the league to find a center back. They, they're probably, or they can trade. I think you find a trade somewhere. I don't know who's available, who you want to target. Um, I mean, L.A. released Tommy Meyer. I mean, it's a risk. But he, they they want a cup with him at the back. You're you not going to pay a ton for Tommy Meyer. No, this no yeah, I think that's a great bargain player for someone out there. I mean, yeah. I think that list you gave me, you put out just now. Well, technically, he was he was his contract wasn't extended, so he's not a free agent. Right. Uh, they still have his yeah, rights. Yeah, they still have his rights. He would still have to trade his rights because it's MLS, you know. Amir, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, just uh, quickly under the radar. December 10th, East United coming out with a new rebrand. Oh, oh, damn! That's in three days. Yeah, I uh, hope it looks like a Nazi logo. eagle. I don't, I don't think it's a complete rebrand. I think they're just coming out with a fresh new logo. Yeah, I mean this will be in the area of of what the of what Columbus did. Only they're not going to change the name at all. Which Columbus? If you think about it, it, though, DC is the only original that's still rocking their original logo, right? No, the, no, the New England, the Revs. Yeah, yeah the Revs yeah. are still rocking the original. But DC's stuff. logo is still val- valuable. I think their logo is good. It was good from the start, except for that, like I said, that one that looked kind of third Reichish. But yeah. other than that, their logo has been pretty good the whole time. Yeah, so they, I don't they think they need a massive one. rebrand. But New England's got to do something. Yeah, I I I think that uh, you know. Something ref- something fresher for DC would work. Uh, Amir, have you oh. seen anything? Uh, no, they've kept it airtight. Yeah, I, you know, I saw something on um, Black and Red United at SB Nation a couple of weeks back, maybe a, a yeah, month back, and I don't think that's it. And uh, the only major difference, I think, is that it, uh, it, it, it incorporates the DC flag, which... You know, I'm cool with. I'm not a DC resident, Amir, but I'm I'm, I'm cool with United having that DC flag. You, you know the, could put a DC flag next to five other flags. I couldn't tell you which one it is. No, I I, know. I don't know I if I've ever that. seen it. Uh, you you've seen it at DC United games. It's uh, it's the white couple stripes on it. Yeah, it, it, it actually Barra Brava on it. No, no, it's it's actually the <laughs> it's actually like the it's based on the family crest of George Washington. It's it's just you know Chicago's flag. It's sort of in that area. Chicago's flag is badass. So it's it that's one of the best city flags I've ever seen. The DC flag has three star three red stars. Um, it's a it's a white background. Three red stars and then two red stripes. That's the flag of, of DC. So, so basically DC's uniform. You, yeah, DC's original look was sort of, it kind of fit in that area. Like if, I don't think they had the stars on it, I mean, but they had, they definitely used the, the kind of the stripes in that, in, in, based on the flag, I think. And uh, based on Adidas as well. So I mean, it kind of fit both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope it looks good, man. I, I think a lot of the more recent design changes that MLS teams have gone with have been for the positive. So, uh, I mean, I, I can understand DC wanting something fresh, too. I mean, if there's one thing you can say about DC is that their flavor's kind of stale these days. I mean, they were with the hotness, their well, they hotness to, in the league the for the stadium. first decade, and they've struggled late uh, with even their core fan base. they got to get so, the stadium started. they got to get the stadium underway. they got to get that thing done. I mean, and then this may be part of building some momentum once the shovels get in the ground and there's going to be some excitement in the city 
for that stadium. And, and again, it, because it's D.C., because I'm here, because I know that place, I'm not going to believe anything until until it's up. I mean, you can put the shovels in the ground, but they could stop make they could stop with construction any time because oh my god, there's an injunction where we got a new mayor who's shutting down construction somehow. Which, which arena or which stadium are you sick of hearing about more? DC's or Miami's? I'm not sick of of DC's because because, because I'm here and because that is that is such a game changer for them. Like you don't you don't even know how big of a deal that's going to be for DC United. They they immediately go from sort of this you know, old MLS 1.0 feel to something real cool if if they get that place because that place is going to jump. It is going to jump. It's going to jump in a way that that RFK hasn't jumped in 15. Can years. they make the stands on shock so it gets the same effect that the Barber Brower Barber Brower used heard. to get, where they would like compress underneath them when they yeah, would jump? Yeah, RFK Stadium's uh, stands on that side are are famous for bouncing. I think I think that they may try to incorporate something. Yeah. Yeah, I heard they are. Yeah. And it's better than it's instead of RFK where the thing could snap at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, or you get hit in the head by some falling concrete block. Amir, exactly. uh, appreciate the call, man. I hope I uh, hope Cheers. DC grabs some pieces for you. There goes Amir. All right, Jared. So we, you know, we talked about the res for a second. Can I give you a fun fact? A soccer U.S. soccer fun fact Ooh, do I that a, I just learned okay. this week, and I can't believe I never knew. I feel like I need a drop for a fun fact. What what's what sound effect is best for a for a fun fact. Do we have one? Uh, someone dropping knowledge. So it should be something like something falling in the well, pocket. Well, okay. I can't. I don't. Uh, what uh, What is available to me now I can use to sort of um, let's set see. us up for the fun fact? Like, can I do that? How about... Uh, no, that's not going to work. Uh, uh, let's go. I can't see your board. So All right. Loud noises. There you go. Fun fact. U.S. soccer fun fact? Uh, well, American soccer fun okay. fact. Okay. Um... I was told this week, and I have not been able to confirm it myself, but I was told this week that in the movie Rounders, in the final scene where he's fight, he's uh, he's uh, going up against KGB. Yes, the soccer game in the background on the TV is a New England Revs game. What? And I hear that what? you can actually see the uniform at one point, fairly up close in a close-up shot. What? Okay, first of all, what year was Rounders? Like like two thousand ninety-seven. What 98? is that early? Is it that early? Yeah, oh yeah, for for sure. I mean, it was before the uh, money maker stuff happened. So oh, okay. Uh, Rounders. I want to say ninety eight, ninety nine. It's ninety eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch. Is it is the is the the TV behind Mike or behind it's behind KGB? It's behind KGB. Like the two Russians are behind him watching it. If I remember correctly, they're watching it. And I always knew there was a soccer game going on, but I never looked to see what it right, was. Right. And like I said, I have not confirmed it for myself, but someone did tell me okay. that uh, that uh, is what's on that game okay. that screen. Uh, I'm <laughs> Oh wait! Oh, okay, I see. I see the game. It's very far away in this in this video. Okay. Oh, are you watching like? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pulling it? this up right now because I just I wanted to uh, I, I wanted <laughs> to see. It. I'll have to go back and do a detailed look. I can see it. It. I, I mean, it, from this vantage point, it sort of looks like it could be MLS. Yeah, I just hear at some point they do a close up shot like on the TV, and you can see a revved uniform. Okay. Well, I need to. I need to go. I mean, I, I, I'm just. Yeah, gonna... I, I'm gonna have to. Like someone, uh, your listener, your your job as a bestie is for someone to get us a screen cap of oh, that. Okay. Here he is. Here's here's KGB walking towards the television after Mike busts him the first time. Now we're getting okay. With so your check, 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 check. Uh. Okay. I can't. Uh, I don't know where the. Eh, okay. I don't know. I, I didn't see the, I didn't see the, the I'm trying to think of a 1998 Rev player that I want to be in the, well, I think Dunny was on the Revs in 98. Was he? 
I think he was original drafted to either Columbus or New England. I think it was New England. He was really yeah, yeah. I think he to. was. I think he was drafted by New England. Uh, so we'll have to look into that. That'd be awesome if it was done on the TV. I'll have to look into that. Just we'll have to look into. Sorry, hijack the show, but with no, a very absolutely. good American soccer uh, fun fact, if accurate. All right, so we've got. We'll, we'll pump out the phone number one more time. Nobody can hear us now, so we'll see if anybody else wants to call in. Uh, Jared, let's talk expansion. Okay, so we, we, we you know, we're probably doing it. Uh, the Timbers a little dirty, dirty here by not talking more about their championship, but we've got plenty of time to 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 extol their virtues throughout the off season. The news um, from the weekend ahead of the game was again MLS and the Board of Governors having their meeting, and they uh, they put out a statement about the things that they up you know that they had talked about at this meeting. One of them, Copa America Centenario, Copa Fantastico, uh, break. <laughs> Two weeks uh, during that tournament, June 2nd to June 14th. Video replay update. Uh, they were provided with a, an update on possible real-time video review. We'll see if FIFA has to approve that, whatever. Decision day. They're for, gonna, for goal for goals only? Uh, it just says they're going to evaluate video or for like, For example, would you think it would be an option for a situation like the Michael Parker's potential handball on the goal line MLS Cup? I, I, ho- I don't know. I think it's slippery slope stuff. I, I don't really want to talk about it. It makes me uncomfortable because you can't replay everything and you can't stop the game because i mean what what how are you going to do that like, my how feeling you- on this is akin to when your your lady wants to introduce a toy okay. like it's right. it's different and it's scary but potentially it could have like positive effects down the road but at first your initial response is like ooh that's weird jay rodius you know, sometimes I don't go with you. Sometimes I have a little trouble following the the Rodius analogy train. But uh-huh. uh, this is perfect. I think this is absolutely perfect. She's trying to get up on. all in my Mac Weldon's. I think that this is because you know what? It's the it's the it's the ch- the flow changes, right? Now you don't want to be a routine guy. That's not good. Like you want to mix it up every At now. At the same and then. time, I like his level of comfort but and, you know, and reliability. Yeah, you know what you're going to do. At even 38, you, I know what moves work. Even if you realize, even if you have an order switch every now and then. Oh, I'm gonna do this first. I'm gonna do that first. She's that's gonna throw. To keep it maybe, happy. maybe she's gonna throw in a little favor that doesn't happen every time out. Okay, fine. That's all great. Yeah. But you know what your comfort zone is, and you get the job yeah. done. You get the job done within that comfort zone, and to throw mm-hmm. something else into the mix. That is not you. It is somebody else's apparatus or a yeah, thing. like someone else is controlling that thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Same thing with video replay. Who's going to be controlling that button? Yeah, there's going to. They've been talking about a central thing. Anyway, uh, so the policy for the All Star Game. We talked about that match postponement policy. Don't care about that. Hydration breaks at a lower temperature. So water breaks are coming to MLS at eighty. 80- Stephen Gerrard is rejoicing. First of all, do you know what this is? So, okay, here we go. The mandatory threshold for hydration, a.k.a. cooling breaks, in 2016 will be 82 wet bulb... What? Listen, listen. 82 wet bulb globe temperature. What the hell is wet bulb What's globe? That, I don't, that what? sounds like the toy my girl wants to use. <laughs> what the hell is wet bulb? <laughs> honey, honey, I got this thing. I, I saw some of the girls were talking about. It's called a wet bulb globe. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you're using that on me. Wait, wait, wait. That doesn't sound. That sounds bad for me. That <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. But here, I, I okay. I'm gonna take what I know about degrees. Okay, 82 degrees to me. That's a just a day. Yeah, that's just a day. I'm with you. That's just a day. I, don't I, I mean, I'm I'm a kid that grew up playing tournaments three games a day in 100 to 105 degree heat. By the way, that's what's wrong. It. That's wrong. What's wrong with American soccer? But go ahead. 
what three games a day or yeah. 105 degree heat? Three three games a day, tournaments, all that stuff. That's what's wrong with American soccer. But go ahead. Well, I mean, I just I don't really get why it's so. so I, I I get why it's necessary. I guess if you're at 100 degrees and there's humidity, but if you're at 95 degrees yeah, and it's not that humid, play. I don't know. So 82 wet bulb globe temperature. The previous WG WBGT index was at the threshold of 89.6. At 82, hydration breaks would have occurred in 12 MLS matches during the 2015 season, 10 more than what occurred at 89.6. So we're going to get a lot more water breaks, I guess. Uh, and then they, they're going to bump. Uh, and gonna... let me guess, how long before they're brought to me by? Yeah, right. Uh, well... <laughs> The the water break the wet bulb globe water break bought to you by. <laughs> I mean, it, it, to me, it almost sounds like a way to get advertisers a little bit more commercial time in my soccer broadcast. That actually, that actually, yeah, that sounds like it might be something in that area. Uh, and then uh, they're going to update us on Tam later. But the main thing, the headline here, is that they're going to expand to twenty eight. They've changed their goal. Uh, the current expansion plans call for 24 by 2020. We've got all those teams identified, provided Beckham's thing is real. Now they want to go to 28, Jared. Uh, what do you think? Uh, by what date? Uh, it does not have a, it does not have a deadline. It just says we will evaluate the possibility of growing the league to 28 teams and establish a process and timeline should we decide on further expansion. My, my thing on this is that I'm not opposed to it if it means significantly raising the salary cap. Because that means you're gonna have to start bringing in more. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Do I? I, have, I don't. Well, do I have a laugh track? I don't have a. I need a laugh track. That's what I need. Playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room. Because it's not gonna happen, dude. It's not gonna happen. But I just don't see how the American talent pool can take this next leap with the league. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're gonna be breaking more players than we ever have before because we have more playing. We have better development academies. I mean, there's gonna be more players identified. They're gonna be ready to play at the MLS level, but. I also just think like this is a pretty significant step now. And I think without raising the salary cap and allowing more foreign influx of talent to keep the level at a sustainable height, I'm worried how much the American player can really take this league yeah. to the next level. Yeah. And I'm sure some people said that the last go around and we seem okay right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, some people tell you it's a little sloppier than it should be, but, but we've taken steps forward and they've brought in some good uh, some good um, foreign talent to, to augment the league. But the, as you said, if without a salary cap bump, how are you going to fill those holes? How are you going to fill out these rosters with decent players? It, it's not that we don't want – it's not that we don't, we don't think the American player can get there. It's just that in the short term, it's a lot to ask. And well, let's, let's fill in the best soccer show listener for a second. Ooh. Currently at 21 teams Ooh. with LAFC, no, no, Atlanta, no. and Miami coming in. Hold on. They get to 24. No, we, okay, so 20, 20 teams played in 2015. 20 teams, okay? To get to 24, LAFC, Minnesota United, Atlanta United, Miami. That's that's the Sorry, four. I forgot about Minnesota. I apologize. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I just want to make sure. So that's 20 now going to 24. Those are the four spots. Okay, now let's have the up. fun conversation. Okay. What four are we going to choose? Okay, well, I think Sacramento gets in in the next round. I think, I think they're priority one yeah. out of the next round of uh, uh, of it. And I would say shortly behind them, San Antonio? Lots of people talking up San Antonio. I know they got the stadium. I know it's expandable. I'm just not sure yet. I'd like to hear more about what the Spurs group plans I to do. I don't know that there's another more MLS, less, I'm going to say a less risky option on the table besides the, though. No, probably not. Um, Vegas. I'm going to throw continues. another one out there, though. Okay. I'm going to throw a big city 
name that maybe people aren't talking about? Detroit City FC. Okay, and I threw that out there on Soccer Morning this morning. Um, I I think that look Sacramento ahead of the pack, San Antonio maybe in the right, not right behind them, but behind them in second place. Then you get a group. Then you sort of have a a, a mass of, t- of of cities: Detroit, St. Louis, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw into that mix. Um, I think there was but St. Louis and Charlotte don't have teams in place that would be like promotable. No. They're just cities that would be good. No, no they don't. Uh, Charlotte. Well, no, Charlotte Independence exists, but I don't know exactly. No, I, I, but we think about San, uh, San, San Antonio has a team playing right now that's being fairly successful at their level. Same thing with San, uh, Sacramento. Detroit City FC is doing well for what they are, but they're actually what I like about Detroit City FC is that they brand themselves like a big name. They've got a great style. Yeah. I think they have a good presence in their city. So I kind of get that, but I, I agree. It's a tier below the two we talked about before. Okay. But then you would just have cities. Well, no. Cities we would like to have okay. MLS okay. in. Uh, again, whether or not you connect the current team in a place like Sacramento to their effort to, to join MLS is dependent on whether or not the, there's a backer who has jumped on board that train. In the case of Sacramento, they have. The Republic are the vehicle that they want to take to MLS. Same thing perhaps in San Antonio, although the Scorpions are basically done. They're done because the owner sold the team to the Spurs ownership group, the San Antonio Spurs ownership group, who is going to do something different in USL, not NASL. That's what it seems I, like. I wouldn't mind them making the San Antonio Spurs, just a soccer version. Okay. I'd call them the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, like, let make, that'd be kind of weird. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, it, in St. Louis, you do have a USL team in St. Louis that is fairly new or very early days for them to get – to sort of uh, imagine that being the, the, the way you get to MLS is, is kind of tough. Uh, they are St. Louis FC. Then there's... Can I throw out just three cities I would like? Okay. I like the idea of. Sure. Even if they have no shot. Even if they have no shot. I like the idea of these three cities. And some of them are ones we've talked about before, to be honest with you. Okay. San Diego. Okay. Las Vegas. I think with going up to 28, it's worth talking about again. Sure. And New Orleans. Why is New Orleans not in this conversation uh, at all? Because, I mean, uh, New Orleans, I, I, that's a good question. I, it doesn't seem to be a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, heat back there. There was a, I just think if you're starting, you got, you got a, you have two Florida teams. There's not a lot of presence down there in the Southeast. Yeah. You know, I think well, that's, that's a chance to get a little bit of a rivalry going between the two Florida teams. New Orleans and maybe bridging the gap up to Missouri. Okay, you want you want uh, you want me to throw out a couple? Just just Go throw them it. out. Okay, the, the idea, I like the idea of just like you, uh-huh. um, Pittsburgh. Never going to happen, but I like the idea. For some reason, I like the idea of of, so- of big time soccer in Pittsburgh. And they've had the Riverhounds for years. They got a cute little stadium. They do their thing. But I'd love to see that uh, Indianapolis. Which has done great stuff with Indy, Indy 11. 11. We did that. That's funny. We didn't even talk about. Is that a promotable team? Oh, absolutely. They're a promotable team. Um, <clears throat> the other one that I would throw out there that's probably not in the mix, but would be interesting one day is a place like Nashville. Nashville could be interesting. Yeah, I can see that. They do get a pretty good turnout for the U.S. games they do there. Man, it's, it's interesting though, man. There's just a few corners of the, of the U.S. that, is there any is there any MLS market that's worthy of a second team? Uh you know the the only the only places I can see that working are L.A. and we know that's going to happen. Uh, New York, it's already happening. I, I I could imagine if what about a downtown stadium in Chicago? Well, look, uh, you know, obviously the Fire are are in Bridgeview. They're going to be in Bridgeview. They can't get out of Bridgeview. 
I don't know what their lease is, but that, that city took on a lot of debt to bring them there. They, they should be sticking in Bridgeview. The NASL is reportedly going to relaunch the Chicago Sting and put them somewhere in Chicago proper. Obviously, in, in not in a soccer stadium, just in a stadium that's available. I don't know what that is exactly. Maybe it's Soldier Field. But I think a downtown Chicago or, you know, Chicago's a weird town with north side, south side. A downtown Chicago team would be awesome. I just don't think it's ever possible. Like, I don't think it's possible at all. So downtown, you go south side of Chicago and you call it Chirac FC. Okay. I don't even know. You don't know Spike Lee's movie that just came I, out, Chirac? I, I heard about it. I don't know anything about it, though. I was with a bunch of, it's, it's basically Liz Estrada from the Greek mythology done modern where all the women withhold sex from their men to make them stop shooting each other up. Okay. That sounds like a, a very strange movie. That sounds, that's, I mean, like, like hotness. I don't know. Like, Chirac. All right. So, uh, we've hit on expansion. We've hit on, uh, obviously the MLS Cup final. We've hit on some player movement stuff. Uh, can we talk about my girl Megan Rapino. We could talk about Megan Rapino. I am pouring one out. For Megan Rapinoe. What do you pour out for Megan Rapinoe? I'm pouring one out for Megan Rapinoe's ACL, actually. I mean, Megan Rapinoe's not dead. I think, thank goodness for that. I am sad. I am very, very sad. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Did she do it in Hawaii? Yes. On the practice field on Friday. Now, here's this backstory for anybody who doesn't know. And if you haven't heard, you're probably living under a rock. On Friday, Megan Rapinoe tore her ACL during a training um, uh, session with the U.S. Women's National Team ahead of a game scheduled for Sunday against Trinidad and Tobago at Aloha Stadium in Honolulu. Now, that did not happen on the field at Aloha Stadium. It happened on a practice field that was reportedly grass. Now, what they did say is that it was one of those situations where there were like either like drainage covers or pieces of plastic or something along the sides of the field that may have played a role. You know, like if you are running and you hit something you know on the side you don't know plastic it's there. metal plastic, yeah, your, your yeah. keys go right out from underneath you absolutely you're you're you fly and and that that may have something to do with it so in the aftermath of that the u.s women then went to the field at aloha stadium examined it uh apparently jill ellis put them through a 30-minute session because she didn't want to get them, get them injured because the field was that bad it was artificial turf they said we can't play on this and the basically them pulling it up is is just appalling they, they basically forced U.S. soccer to cancel the game. Now, they had sold 15,000 tickets. They're going to refund all of those tickets. This is now becoming an equality issue. It's not just about bad field players putting, in, uh, putting them in, in danger, uh, quite, you know, f- potentially threatening their livelihoods. It's about whether or not the men would have been put in the same position. And I'm, I'm, Jared, I'm, I'm, si- I'm on the side of the women here. I don't think they would have been. I don't think the U.S. soccer would have sent them in to Honolulu to play at Aloha Stadium if the turf was that bad. No, but at the same time, U.S. soccer is part of the committee organizing Copa Fantastico here on grass over turf fields which we know yeah. has a terrible result as well yeah no so I, they are putting the men and just not just the u.s men but some of the best men's players in the world in a bad situation next summer as oh well. no they've done bad things for the men but again this uh, the, the the story goes that the tradition the, the, the usual routine is that these, these fields are inspected Months ahead of time, because you got to book the field, right? This is part of the victory tour. This is part of let's celebrate the World Cup champions. You have to book these stadiums months in advance, yeah. and they did not do due diligence. They did not go to Honolulu, check this field, and say yes, this is this is meets our requirements for the women to play on. They basically said, yeah. "Oh, the NFL plays the Pro Bowl there. It's probably good. It's probably fine. Let's just sign this stadium up for our tour." 
I mean, literally, you can see video of them pulling the turf up. It looks like when Beetlejuice came out of the foam in the middle of that little miniature city in the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's what it looks like. I mean, yeah. It just looks ridiculous. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was interesting. Um, and so the women basically said that no one had inspected this field until a couple of days ahead of time, and that's that's atrocious. That's atrocious uh, and appalling and unfair to these women who again and it sucks that it may take losing your were your team's best player for the olympics for to actually get the attention this deserves by u.s soccer yeah because yeah. now they're looking at their crown jewel abby wambach's not there anymore i mean this is their best player yeah and she has the potential not to be there to help guide them to a, a gold medal yeah it's u.s bad. soccer's put themselves in a terrible position it's bad, and it's bad on top. Uh, you know, it's 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 worse because this this tour is so clearly about grabbing that cash. It's so clearly about maximizing the popularity of the team. At the same time, though, get players are getting paid. No, the the players are getting paid, and and I and I know that if you make the U.S. Women's National Team and you become a regular part of that team, you make. You know, you make a good living and you, be, yeah. you you get marketing opportunities you don't have otherwise. And there are a lot of women's players in this country who would trade places with these, the U.S. women's national team in a second, yeah. regardless of what kind of surface they're playing on. At the same time, when you put that, that team in that position, you should be taking care of them. This is, a, a you know, it, it, forget, forget, um, you know, anything else. For the U.S. soccer, this doesn't make sense to me. This is a highly, valuable asset this team and these players you should yeah. put them in the best position so that you don't get them hurt so you don't lose money yeah i mean you talked about, about not treating players like a commodity but in this regard they need to yeah on some so, level you should be treating you should be, at least be taking care of them and i mean they're they're i've talked a lot um over the past couple of years Jared, about the you know the level of, of of professionalization in mls the quality of, of the professional game meaning do we have uh, training facilities that are up to high level standards. Do we have a training staff that knows how to yeah, take care of versus players? Versus 96 when they were practicing on high yeah. school fields. No, forget 96, 2007 when David Beckham gets here to MLS, they go to New England for a game and they're, they're at the hotel and their pregame meal is fried chicken. Like that kind of thing has to go away for MLS to get better, right? Well, on the, in, 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 by the way, Clint Matthews is so happy about that meal. <laughs> That's not even, is that even. Is that even right? That that Georgia boy? Is that even right? You know, you have to take care of your athletes. You do. You have to take care of your athletes. If you want them to perform at a high level, if you want to keep them, you know, if you want to keep them healthy, you have to take care of your athletes. And that's all I said to U.S. soccer. All right. Jared, do you want to do some mindless speculation real quick before uh, before we get out of here? Well, I, I, most of the speculation, right. the speculation I do is mindless. So, so. over at the GOAT Parade at uh, SB Nation, the former... Uh, blog of Chivas USA. Now they're basically just covering LAFC and things around the Chivas uh, death. And Alicia does great work. Over Alicia there. Rodriguez is fantastic. Uh, it looks like LAFC is going to announce their soccer operations person, executive vice president of soccer operations tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm. Who do you think LAFC went with? <clears throat> oh, do you know already? No, I have no idea. Oh, it's a, it's a, we're um. Man, you gotta think it's gonna be a soccer guy. <clears throat> um, I'm assuming this is somewhat like a above a GM but below a vice president kind of role. Okay, yeah, uh, this similar see. to Chris Klein's role, I would say, They're, who is the president. So of, here, uh, here's here's the copy from Alicia at, at Get the Go Parade. Uh, obviously, there are multiple ways to organize soccer operations as a pro soccer team, even within ML within MLS. So we'll have to see how this person will be situated in the organization when the head coach and possibly general manager slash technical director are brought aboard down the line. 
basically we don't know what the exact role is going to be. It's a big Man. deal. It, it, it depends. Do they want to go with like the classic kind of guy or a guy that's up and coming? I don't know that. that take for example, I can see that going to a guy like. Um, Man, maybe like a PYNS who's been doing a lot of good sure, work in, sure. in, in, with LA, but I don't know if they'll be able to pull Galaxy guys to LAFC. If you give him an opportunity to run something, if Pete's ready, I mean, he's not he's not jumping Chris Klein, so yeah. I mean, he's doing the, he's doing studio work for them as well, but he's also running the youth academies there. Um, man, but it's gonna be someone kind of like that, someone that's on their way though, up. Because I'm. I okay. LAFC. Has, I would have liked to have seen Carlos Bocanegra take that job. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Instead of the Atlanta job. Yeah. Well, it's too late now. Uh, is there anybody else in that realm uh, coming through? I mean, look, John Hark's got scooped up. Uh, you know, Tony Miola's got a job now. Is that generation? Jay Vegas maybe making a switch. Tab Ramos maybe doing something. But he's not going to do this job. He wants to coach. So that's not. It's not Tab. Who else? Man, I mean, I just, I'm trying to, uh, I just don't know if I should consider LA guys in there. I mean, my, you have Mauricio Cienfuegos is doing good stuff at yeah. the LA Galaxy as well. Yeah. I mean, there's guys there that they but, could but be again, Dan Kalichman, who was doing well with Chivas, who Galaxy a, picked up. This is an executive job on the soccer side, so it's kind of a weird thing because. Yeah, but players are more and more taking those roles. No, I know they are, but I, but I think that. You know, players are more fit for the GM role or the TD role if that exists within this organization. We don't know if it will. I mean, this seems like almost like an elder statesman kind of thing. I mean, you, I know, know. you know what the real pickup would be? Yeah. You go and get Tim Lawicki. Yeah, well, he's doing stuff. He's busy. He's doing stuff, but it's that, that's the level of guy that he's you would stuff. want in that position. doing stuff. He's busy. He's doing stuff. You know what? You know who would be amazing? Not going to happen. Don't even know what he's doing right now. Precky? John O'Brien. Bring John O'Brien, L.A. legend. John O'Brien is playing pickup games on Venice Beach. I know he is. Grab him. And that is exactly him. where I want him to Get be him somehow. Get him in your damn organization and do it right now because I want to see John O'Brien. I love John O'Brien's LAFC would be flip-flop optional. That's right. <laughs> for, like board, for like all board meetings. Be amazing. We got one more phone call we'll squeeze in here. 614, you're on the air. Hello. This is Jared from Columbus. Hi, Jared from Columbus. Um. I Guys, uh, did you think yesterday's game hurt um, Finley's or Traps uh, hopes at the national team anytime soon because it's a big game? I hope not. I don't think any one game does that. I mean, first of all, I mean, <clears throat> Jurgen Klinsman needs more data than any other coach I've ever seen to actually make a call up. So I don't think he's going to do much on this one. I thought Will Trap had a very absent game. I, yeah. I tweeted at one point. I didn't even think about him. No, like he wasn't involved. Or something like he that. wasn't involved, and, and Finley was just kind of pushed aside. The, the 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 Timbers did a good job of eliminating those wing options for Columbus, and you know they were chasing the game, and and it just didn't come for them. They they the Villa Viafania was able to lock down because they had a two goal lead. You know, it was, and, and they're also young players. I yeah, mean, they are. these guys. I mean, they, I, I'm not glad that they actually probably struggled in this game because that's going to make them ready for the U23s and stuff like that, where Will Trap is going to make a feature run, and if the U.S. qualifies for the Olympics. So, I mean, if anything, it's kind of, while you don't want to see them not do well, you do kind of want to see them struggle on big stages because it should make them better. Yeah. All right, Jared. Appreciate the call, man. Got anything else? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, throwing of the beer cans. Come on. We yeah. were better than yeah, that. I was at the game. I'm we like, didn't even address that yet. Yeah. What did he say? Did you see the, the beer throwing incident? Oh, that's terrible. Um, I, I mean, all the cans first of all, going on the field, I didn't see anyone front because I was in the bleachers right next to the Nordex. Yeah, so. Jared, what do you think you make of it? Well, Jared, I mean, how much Columbus is already battling a lot of bad stuff on the fan side. I mean, if you go all the way back to what, 2007 with the, the racism charges and fans yelling stuff out. And then in addition to that, the throwing of projectiles, Nordeca has a fantastic base. 
But the, it's very similar to what I consider what I, how I look at the political parties in America right now. The bases have good people. It's the it's the fringes that are ruining it for everyone in the yeah. middle. Yeah. And the Columbus yeah, crew awful, really has but, uh, a big issue. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, uh, Columbus, Jared. Um. I don't know who they let into Nordic, but for the most part, it's been good this whole year. So it could be playoffs. Yeah, people got tickets that weren't supposed to get tickets. But I'm not I sure. I mean, look, um, you just you had you had drunk. Thanks for the call, man. You had drunk people who were upset about losing. Uh, they were upset about the referee, which we didn't even really address, Jared. Um, they, you know, I, well, I, I mean, ACB in LA got. Uh, pretty hard restrictions put against them for throwing streamers. Yeah, I know. This is going to be, you know, and, and, be and the Dynamo too. had smoke, I think, at one point. They, they, I think their fans threw something on the field, too, and they got a pretty hefty uh, suspension. Yeah. This is worse than either of those two I oh, saw. Absolutely. It's it's a big deal. I, I, I did have, and I need to go back and review the incident because I don't have all the details. It seems to me that the Timbers, the players, should have avoided that corner. And if they walked in that corner to celebrate, that's kind of instigating the crowd and maybe you shouldn't have done that it's kind of baller too okay fine you want to put it on baller it's it's you are you're you're messing with people whatever um the the other thing since we didn't get to it i can't believe we moved past it i guess the phone calls kind of distracted us you're just your thought on on the refereeing on the missed call the chani quitting on the play darn it be turning into a goal Man, I I I I have a hard time faulting Chani because I think I would do the same thing in his. But he's a professional; he should be taught to play the whistle. I I I feel bad for him because he did what ninety nine percent of the time would be completely right. Like you see the ball go that far out of bounds, you expect the call to be made, and he should expect the call to be made. But credit to Darlington Nagby, man. I mean, here's the Darlington Nagby. That's the guy I want playing for the U.S. Yeah. That's the guy that's never going to yeah. quit. That I'm happy he's going to play playing for the U.S. right now. Yeah. It, it's it's rough. I saw the replays from different angles. You can see the referee looks back at the back four to check his his uh, his positioning, and that moment he looks back at the back four, he turns his head. That's when the ball goes out of bounds. Yeah. And it's 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 shockingly bad that that call uh, gets missed. But at the same time, I mean, they got to keep playing. But I, I, I don't fault Chani more than he's he's human. Yeah, most humans are going to do exactly what he did right there. Yeah, yeah, I find I find it. I, I don't know who to fault here. I mean, I fault both parties. We well, fault the referee. Well, I fault the referee for missing the call, the the AR, and I fault Chani for quitting on the play. I, I have to. I have to fault him because you cannot assume. I mean, you're taught, as you said, play the whistle. In this case, there's no whistle; it's a flag. But you're taught to play. Until the referee basically stops you from playing. I mean, keep going, keep going. If you don't, if you don't hear it, you don't see it, keep playing. It's, it's not, it's incumbent upon you to cover for yourself, not to wait for somebody to save you. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of taking your, control your own destiny and going after it. Nagby did that. All right. So we had a good MLS Cup final. Congratulations to the Port Timbers again. Lots of good uh, discussion today. On all of these topics, Jerry, anything else before we roll? We're gonna do a we're gonna do a bonus show. Hopefully, this one gets out. What else? Anything else here before we roll? Uh, I think that's it, man. I just I really enjoyed MLS Cup, and I'm sorry to hear it didn't have a good very good TV ratings. But yeah. I'm at a point now where I, I'm yeah. not too much paying attention to that. Yeah, it's 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 one of those weird things. All right, guys, we will see you hopefully next week. We'll keep you updated. Follow us on Best Soccer Show. Uh, follow us at Best Soccer Show on Twitter. To stay on top of all of the soccer in the best soccer show. Later. 20% off of Mac Weldon. Oh, it's incredible! Oh, it's incredible. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, it's incredible.
Mikkel Morrison and Paul Sundiskere. I don't like this game. Your men are brutish and their play is ugly. Duh and duh, duh and or hello. Michael fucking Arasco Fiscal! Jay Rodeo.